Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I'm your host, David Huffeld. Today, we are going to talk about controversy. In fact, what I'm going to share with you in just a moment is the most controversial thing in my first book, The Science of Selling. So, as a warning, if there are any children listening, that is completely fine. This is a family-friendly podcast. They can stay because this controversy isn't really that controversial when you look at it with science. So in the early part of the science of selling, I talk about how you should begin a sales call as just a way to demonstrate how some of the most common sales wisdom is wrong. In the book, I talk about the idea that when you begin a sales call, you should ask people how they are feeling. Now, this this was very, very controversial because, well, for decades, sales trainers have been saying you shouldn't ask a question like that at the beginning of a sales call. Why? The literature in sales, usually they say it sounds salesy. They say you shouldn't do it. It's not effective. And when you ask, well, why is it not effective? They say it's just not. Let me give you a case in point. One of the early interviews I did when the science of selling came out, and this came out November of 2016, and I did, I think in those uh, first two months after the book was released, I did, I think, like 80 or 90 different interviews. And one of them, one of the earliest ones, was with a sales trainer who had a radio show. And so I was invited on, and he was a traditional sales trainer following a traditional sales training methodology that was founded many, many decades ago. In fact, the founder isn't even alive any longer, but he was teaching it. So he had me on the show. And this is something, you know, he was very favorable towards the book, except on this point. He said, well, that's not effective. He said, David, what is a more effective way that people could begin a sales call? Because you shouldn't ask how you're feeling. And I said, well, Actually, there's quite a bit of science on this. And I kind of talked about one or two of the studies that supported it real quickly. And he said, no, it's not effective. And he then disclosed why he thought what his evidence was, since I had mine with these studies, and what his evidence was. And I'm not exaggerating at all or embellishing. What exactly he said was his evidence was the one evidence he gave was, and I quote, that wouldn't work on my mother. That's right, you heard me right. His evidence was that this strategy wouldn't work. And he went on to say that if you were to ask his mother, now this gentleman, I believe, was in his 60s, mid-60s, right around there. Anyway, I'm not sure how old his mom was or if she's still uh, with us here. He said that if you were to ask his mother, how are you feeling today? He said it wouldn't work because she would then start to say all kind of negative things and it would take the conversation poorly. His form of evidence for rejecting this idea on a sales call was because of his mom. Now, all respect to his, his mother. I'm sure she's a wonderful lady. Is that the form of evidence I want to use when creating sales strategies? No. Here's what the research shows. 
that the majority of the time, when you ask someone, how are they feeling? You get a positive response. However, there is a small minority of people who will share a negative response. And what the research shows also is that negative response, that negative emotions, that negative mindset wasn't caused by the question. It simply revealed itself. In other words, these are the kind of people that when you sell to them, you know it's going to be a challenge, right? That this is going to be an uphill battle. They're not receptive. They're shutting you down because the social norm, when most people, you ask them, how are you feeling today? They say, good, or I'm fine. How are you? Something like that. And people that don't say that, very small minority, looking at 5% of the people in the studies, when they don't say that, well, then it's an, an uphill battle. But I bring all this up. This is just one example and the most um, obvious example of where this happened live on a radio show. And I was actually, this is pretty early on. Now, today, I would have handled it probably much differently than I did. I was kind of caught off guard a little bit at the time. It was one of my earlier interviews for the science of selling. And now, of course, I, I run towards controversy like that. I find it much more enjoyable uh, to handle than I did in that moment there where it kind of caught me off guard, but I held my ground and I kind of talked about the evidence for that. So let me do that with you as well. Why is it that we say you should ask a question like that? How are you feeling today? The reason why is there's been a number of studies that have shown that asking that question at the beginning of a sales call increased compliance rates Notably, in fact, in one study, closing rates went from 18% to 32% just when that question was added. In other words, when they followed their basic sales script, sales process, and they didn't ask the question, 18% closing rates. When they did, 32%. The science on this is compelling. When you ask people, how are you feeling today? it can make a huge, huge difference. In fact, let me describe why. In one of the studies, the one I just mentioned, where the closing rates went from 18 to 32%, the results were so impressive that the researcher, Daniel Howard, who's a well-known social psychologist, went back to a call center where he had conducted the original study with the results I just mentioned. And he said, it's such a big jump that this seems almost too good to be true. So he went back to the call center and he had them change Instead of just asking the question, how are you today? He had them make the statement, I hope you're feeling well this evening. He said, would that increase closing rates or make no difference at all? Here's what happens. Closing rates went down to 15%. So they weren't 18%, normal sales process. When you ask the question, how are you feeling this evening? They went up to 32%. When you make the statement, I hope you're feeling well this evening, they went down to 15%. So what's going on there? Why is this? I want to describe it. Here's how Daniel Howard put it. He said that when you ask people how they are feeling, after they tell you they're feeling good, which the majority, all respect the sales trainer's mother that I mentioned earlier, but the majority of people will say they're feeling fine or good, some variation of that then they are far more likely to comply with a persuasive sales-related request. Now, why is that? Let's get into some areas that are not so controversial. So you can bring the kids back if they're we're listening to the podcast and you shun them away during the controversy because now we're going to get into some safe, stable ground that we can all agree on. 
interesting. Let's talk about why this is the case, because this leverages something that was first created back in 1972, this idea by a well-known researcher named Daryl Bem, and it's called self-perception theory. Now, this has been confirmed over and over and over and over again since that time over the last 50 years. But self-perception theory, in Bem's own words, is that individuals come to know their attitudes, emotions, and other internal states partially by inferring them from observation of their own overt behavior. In other words, oftentimes we think that our beliefs influence our behavior, which is true. But what's also true is that our behaviors influence our beliefs and our feelings. So we often think it's a one-way street, don't we? We all know that our beliefs and feelings influence our behaviors, but with self-perception theory, and now decades of research since that first came out, have confirmed over and over again, is that your behaviors influence your beliefs and your feelings. And so that is something very powerful. Here's how some other researchers put it. They said when people are gently coaxed into saying or doing something, and when they are not otherwise certain about how they feel, they often come to view themselves in ways that are consistent with their public statements and behaviors. So if we jump back in to that research study I talked about a little earlier, where the sales process, where when they asked the question, how are you feeling this evening? Closing rates skyrocket. Why is that the case? Because when people tell you they feel better, which the vast majority of people do, we're looking at 95% will say that, they actually begin to feel better. And this predisposes them to comply with a persuasive request. So when we say, oh, I'm feeling good today, we actually feel better and we're going to behave in ways that are more consistent with that. This seems like a very minor thing. The science says it is not. Again, that analogy I always come back to over and over again is this science is like our instruments if you're flying a plane. Sometimes your perceptions are wrong. Sometimes up will feel like down, down will feel like up when you're flying a plane and pilots are always taught to focus on the instruments to know what reality is. This science is our reality. And so sometimes even things that seem minor are anything but. So self-perception theory is why that works. And if you want more information on all this, I tackle all this and in some more detail with a lot of citations. If you want to read the research for yourself, citations for those who read sales books, you're not familiar with citations. Citations are the little numbers in the book after a sentence. And if you go to the back of the book and you look at, let's say, chapter eight, and you look at number 34, it'll show you the research that that sentence or idea is based on. So that's what a citation is. For those who read sales books, they say, what's this citation? It's called citation, it's how it's pronounced. That's okay, and that's what it is. So uh, you can check that out in the science of selling. We deal with this topic in chapters, the early chapter, chapter one, and then of course we also deal with it in chapter eight, getting into self-perception theory. But that is the most controversial part of the science of selling. Whew. I'm glad you were there with me as we talked about this. This is still a big controversial topic. Sales trainers do not like when you ask people, how are they feeling at the beginning of a sales call? But the science shows you should, and their reasons for not doing it are at all anecdotal and not that persuasive like the gentleman who referenced his mom. With that, let me say, get out there, apply 
what we've talked about, not just how you begin a sales call, but maybe more importantly, self-perception theory. Think about in your sales process right now, do you ask people or engage in conversation that will work against you with self-perception theory? Again, self-perception theory in the words of the lead researcher in this, Daryl Bem, said individuals come to know their own attitudes, emotions, and other internal states partially by inferring them from observations of their own overt behaviors. So are you guiding people in behaving in ways that are consistent with the beliefs and feelings you want them to embrace that are beneficial for them to embrace. Think about that. That is a big area. And again, if you want to get more into this topic, check out our training in our virtual platform for those of you who are on that and also in chapter eight of the science of selling. So with that, what are you waiting for? I want you to get out there and sell something. And I also want you to remember this, that selling is just too important to be based on anything other than proven science. I'll see you next time.